to take things that seem very sensible, yep. very logical, very even static. Yep. This is the way we do this, right? Yep. This is why we do it. Yep. And because you are able to use those foundations and turn it into something, mm -hmm. it actually is art. Yep. And yep. yet in the midst of those, we see this beautiful creative process, which is the gospel, yeah. come out of students. It yeah. really empowers a lot of people. That's right. Which is what I feel like about this CI process is right. It's meant, it, knowing thyself is meant for empowerment. That's right. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Brad, welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be here. It is great to be here. As man, always. Man, we are just, just coming back from a pretty great meeting. You want to tell everybody about it? Yeah, so by the time this comes out, it'll be two weeks probably from the day that we had a training down in Decatur, 27 people in the room, and uh, it was just phenomenal to be in the room and meet the new hires in Kansas City, a uh, new guy in Tennessee one, obviously. We had Nashville, Beth, we had Virginia, Central we had Virginia, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, we had Arklatex. Yep. Obviously North, the people North from Alabama. Decatur, North Alabama. It was a lot good. of people from Decatur in the room. Gosh, it was a great discussion. Yep. And happened quickly. I mean, only eight hours of training and a few hours of cornhole and mm -hmm. we were gone. You did notice that the people from Decatur only stuck around when Larry was talking. I'm pretty used to that. It is Larry who we're talking about. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, come, just come listen to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My name's Larry, and that's enough for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's greatness. I love it. I love so it. coming out of that, yes. what are we discussing today? Well, one of the conversations that we have is the cultural index, because we profile everyone who comes in and uh, wants to be on staff with First Priority of America. And we've profiled all of our directors, several coordinators, uh, on down the line because uh, we want to put the right people in the right seats. And if you've ever done profiling before, you know with DISC or Myers-Briggs or Strength Finder, Enneagram, any of the profiling type situations, even a spiritual gifts test yep. to an extent. Yep. Uh, it's a little bit different there, but um, just allows you to know who you are and you know what your preferred method of living life is. And so a lot of them have a lot of commonalities, like the the people person or a you know extrovert or introvert. Yep. You know whether you're out there or not, whether you like those tasks or or whether you like to be with people, um, high I or you know more the steady S personality stuff. The the cultural index, um, we got that from one of our board members, um, who also gave us traction. And they said, hey, we want you to be able to implement and gain traction with your ministry. You guys do a good job already, but let's. Let's get this whittled down so that you move forward. But in that, you need to make sure that, you know, the people you're putting into different positions like the position you're putting them in and that you're not putting them in a place that they're not going to enjoy. And so it's a good conversation. And coming out of that training, we didn't go into that at the training. We'll probably add that to the trainings moving forward. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to have this conversation on the podcast to follow up with those in the room. And then with those who are hearing of this, because we often throw out CI or cultural go. index there often, and we wanted you to be able to have that um, information. Well, and you answered the question I was going to ask, which yep. is really how we got to making a decision, because Enneagram yep. is so hot, right? Correct. DISC has been the steady eddy forever. Yep. Strengths has been the steady eddy for the last 10 years, right? Yep. How did we get to CI and your clarity of the e EOS, yep. which leads to traction, 
Yep. Which then leads to the same organization that brought us that, which has been super successful. And one of the right. outcomes of the COVID kind of be quiet, be quiet moment for us, right? Yep. Was that yep. also gave us cultural index from our board members and from the people that are in the business world that we really trust. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about the depths of it. How do you get into it? Like, what are you going to see when you do this? Uh, you are going to see two pages. So I'll start back a step from there as okay. well. If you okay. have not taken this, before you're part of the first party world, you've not taken it. Email Christina at fpofamerica.com. Um, tell her who you are, where you are in the first party world, and she will um, have you sent a link from CI. So she'll email uh, that company in our board, and they will um, email you a link directly from the cultural index. So it'll right. be a different email. Right. And then you'll just two things it'll be a list of bullet points. You can click as many of them as you want, I believe and it's who are you and just to identify yourself and then you'll get a second page that just is who are you at work hmm. and what things do you need in order to perform at work and so um and you'll get those those will be the results that you get back as well um once you take the test email christina back said hey i took the test she'll say great i'll go look for it she'll go through look for that test um, on your behalf and she'll email that over to you and so you can look a little bit of this stuff up online, but there is not a lot online. This is a business um, Fortune 500 kind of thing that yeah. they don't they don't publicize it as much as a disc or it's not as commonly used out there. Sure. So it is definitely a, a management, a people, right seat, right bus. You know, Seth. Well, you mentioned Seth Godin or but the leadership gurus out there. It's yeah. kind of the stuff that they use. So, yeah, it's excellent. Yep, it's excellent. So once you have yours back, if you've taken it before, which I have, by the way, you have. Yep. yep. Yep, we and won't. I have my two pages, but yeah, I don't have them in front pages. of me. But you have yours in front of you. So I do have I do have mine in front of me. Um, you're going to see some dots on the screen there, and two charts. One is yours, and one is yours in the in the the work in work life. life. Yep. Yep. And so red, yellow, blue, green, and they can be shaped any direction. Like you know, I mean, I've even seen them. We have 18 typified patterns, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I've even seen somebody just come with a straight line up and down. Hmm. And so that's not a typified pattern, right? That's not typical necessarily, but it's just the results that came back. And again, this is just a snapshot of observation. It's the word that I wrote down. It's an observation about you. Hmm. And again, are you more of a task person or a people person? And it's just your preference. And it's just identifying based on the answers you gave, what your preferences are at the moment. And so, I'm going to jump into these and we can talk about a little bit more stuff afterwards Absolutely. at the end. So that first one there at the top, that red dot is autonomy. Do you, are, do you have ability to choose and are you future thinking is your leaning or are you more preference to tasks and just taking things as they come and just fulfilling that today? So kind of again, it's a pendulum, right? Okay. It's out there one to 10. Do you prefer to choose and future think and make decisions or are you more comfortable with the daily tasks and grind of life? Second one is social ability. Again, every one of these profiles has that. Are you more of an introvert or are you more of an extrovert? Are you more outgoing and animated or are you more reserved personality in there? So that is on that scale as well. And again, so when we're hiring, when we have people and we, we want to hire somebody who's a director and it's your job to be out there raising funds and networking churches 
If you're a more reserved personality and that's what you prefer, we don't want you to put you in that role because you're Correct. not going to enjoy Monday morning. Correct. So C, the, the next one down there is pace. Are you more of an easygoing, um, not a natural sense of emergency, the steady, I'm an S on the disc profile, so I am more of the, the easygoing there because I'm just gonna continue to work and I'm gonna be there, loyalist, I'm a loyalist on the Enneagram. So all of those kind of line up together for me to say, hey, yep, I'm that easygoing, not much sense of an urgency until I do <laughs> kind of a thing um, versus somebody who is more animated, more, you know, interrupts more often, always has something to say and is, is high intense personality there. So hand raised in the room, just so correct. you know, yeah, yeah. Hand right here, yep. high I, high D, just a hot mess, always That's right. interrupts, always thinking about the hot next mess answer. Hot mess is a great word yep, right it's there. a great word. Yes, I like yep. that one. <laughs> high low, high highs and, and low lows, whereas you are right there at all times. Steady, right? steady. Yep. So, uh, and then the last one there is conformity. So are you more leaning towards being correct? Do you like the details to be right? Uh, moralistic is a word that they use in CI, that that is, is where you like to be, or are you more of a non-conformist? Do you like to think outside the walls again? It's, and they all kind of interrelate a little bit with each other, like the autonomy is the, the making decisions for yourself, but the conformity too, it's a little bit different mm -hmm. where, and, and they even use the word even irreverent in this, right? So you like to be that person in the church who just likes to push that envelope a little bit and, and just be out there. Um, Non-conformity, hey, we always sing hymns versus, well, hey, we gotta do this latest cutting edge thing all the time, right? But um, where are you on that scale? And so there are, as we talked about uh, at the training, and we'll talk about it here, 18 typified patterns that we see and just like the disc profile, there's kind of four buckets. There's four D-I-S-C, where's your bucket? I'm a steady um, in there, but there's a visionary bucket that likes to be more philosopher, ent on enterpriser, architect, trailblazer, daredevil, that kind of a thing. Which is where I land. Which is As where you high land. I I land right there. Yep. yep, keep going. I'm more in the technical aspect um, as a craftsman. I like to build things, I like to think through, I do like to think through things and look forward thinking, making decisions. But what's where you and I were with this podcast, right? Two and a half years ago, I called you up on my drive back to South Mississippi from South Mississippi and yeah. said, hey, it's time. We, it's time. We need to start this. And I've loved that aspect of this podcast to build it and to, to see it happen and to move it forward. But the host position isn't necessarily my strong suit on sure. it. That's not necessarily what I love about this. I being with you is my favorite, but don't, let's not confuse things That's here. Funny. But in the technical, we'll get back to the topic at hand. Technical experts, scholars, specialists, craftsmen are in there. Social people, there's another bucket there. Um, persuader, rainmaker, debater, socializer. You know, so yeah, we've gotten a lot of people or several people back that are debaters. Um, they're, they're the very social people, but they like to debate a lot, yep. you know, and so it's just good to know about about you if you are that that person. And then we have the organizational bucket. It talks about the administrators, the coordinators, facilitator, operator, traditionalist. Don't confuse first priority coordinator with a CI coordinator. Yeah. Just because they use the same word doesn't mean it's the same thing. Correct. If you land as coordinator, doesn't mean that because organizational coordination, which is again, that's an organizational bucket with a coordinator in there, is different than an area coordinator that needs to go out and network churches and launch clubs, mm. right? And so 
two words there. Don't don't confuse them. But it's yeah, putting our language and their language together. Wanted to make sure that's that's identified. So that 18 typified patterns is in City Staff Dropbox. You can go take a look at that. You can compare that to your chart and you can compare it to your work chart and you'll notice that they can be very different. Most of the time they're not very different, but um, you can take a look at that. And again, it's observation. It's for your awareness to say, hey, this is this is where I land and this is where I'm more comfortable. This may be why I don't like this part of my job and this is maybe why I don't I do like that part of my job. I've already talked about that with me in the podcast. So Well and you, you can put a technical number on that, right? Because if you're a five in sociability Mm-hmm. But your work seems to draw you to a seven social media. You're out of your comfort zone. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so, is it an adjustment personally? Yep. Is it an adjustment in what you do for the organization? Yep. Right. And that could yep. mean that you're not with that organization anymore. Or it just could mean that you've got to do something a little bit different. Right. Correct. But how do you how do you make sure you're within where the levels of comfort are for you so that you can actually excel at your position? Yep. You're not being um, you're not being tested so that you can quote unquote fit a box. Exactly. Right? You're exactly. you're being analyzed for the sake of yourself. That's right? right. How how can I know more about myself so that I can do what I've been asked to do at a better level? That's right. And more fruit in our business is a big deal. That's right. Because our business is about the gospel and mm-hmm. about training students, right? And so yeah. knowing thyself and knowing how to execute at a level that you can yep. just means that there are more kids coming to Christ. And more kids coming to Christ means more kids coming to Christ. That's right. right. Scaling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm going to transition back into your chart there. Yeah. Um, those four things are the first thing everybody looks at, but then you'll also know a red line or notice a red line on your chart. And again, that's on the scale of one to 10. And it typically falls just kind of in, in a kind of a center of where your dots land. Hmm. So if, if you're generally that direction, it'll land in there, but that's called your energy units is what they use that. So how much energy do you have for the task at hand? And specifically when you compare the two that, hey, I'm a five personally, I have an energy level for life at an energy level of five. But when, and, and again, it's a little bit of a sliding scale. There's not necessarily a, a universal thing. You know, where does that mean? If you're 10, you're just the most energetic person in the world yeah. and you only need two hours of sleep versus the, that's kind of ambiguous there I'm gonna say that but so there's a five versus hey I when I look at my work I put a seven in that means for your perspective you are putting more energy into your work than you are comfortable with in life Hmm. or vice versa that hey I don't put as much energy into work as I can put into life than I have to live life and to me, I'll go back to, in a broad generalized sense, each of us individually needs to work through this for ourselves. But generally speaking, either one of those two things can mean that you're either overcompensating because you, you feel like you need to achieve something or you're not enjoying your job. Yeah. Because for you, you're, you like that people aspect of it. You like going out there. There's a reason you're out in the community all the time. Yep. If we had you next door counting t-shirts, you would have a less energy level than if you we have you out there with people. And so that energy level can identify some of those things that, hey, you just might be, uh, we all have things that we need to do in our work that we don't necessarily enjoy, exactly but, right. but 
that may be an identifying factor. Again, going back to my word of observation, that may be a good thing for you to observe to say, okay, that's why I don't like this part of my job. That's good. And I just need to deal with it or I can delegate it or there are a lot of opportunities to talk through in that, but it's just a good observation to have. Yep. So then you'll notice another box underneath with an L and an I on it. The L stands for logic, how sensible sensible argument and thought. So there's a difference between the sensible, rational, logic, thought, rather than ideas that are influenced solely by emotion or whim. And so there's kind of two polar opposites there, right? Everything is black and white or everything is emotional. Mm -hmm. And with this one broadly generalized, I would say the, the thing to be aware of, well, number one, it's good to be aware of it, but to be not in the extremes. It's not a, hey, yeah. 10 is the best or one is the, is the worst. It's a, hey, I, I like to have my awareness and to be aware that, hey, I am a little more emotional than I am sensible or, and I, I hate to yep. say it that way, for yep. no. logic versus emotion. Yep. I'm more of on the logic side of thing than I'm on the emotion side of thing, yep. right? Um, so much so that when you were doing your devotion the other day at the training, I almost let out an amen, um, but I didn't because I'm more the logic side than the emotion side. Amen. <laughs> and we get to, we'll move, continue moving on from that, to the ingenuity construct. And they very specifically said ingenuity, and they wrote this out in the paragraph. They said, we did not use the word creative or artistic or anything else because we're not talking about sitting at a canvas painting. Yeah. We're ingenu how much ingenuity do you have? How much cleverness and originality imagination is out there for you to say, hey, I can I can be more literal or I can be multidimensional in my thinking. Yeah. So when you're multidimensional, you can say, hey, I can see underneath what we're talking about there and, and go to the next level, yeah. right? And whether that be, I mean, that can be art, but it oftentimes is not art or graphic design or social media or all yeah. the things we often typically think about that. Yeah. But hey, we're gonna hire myself and I'm going to go a little deeper in this conversation and here's what I like and here's what I don't like. And we can sit here and talk about those things and be, have some ingenuity and creativity and cleverness when we're talking about these things and, and be okay with that and well, actually think through it all. And the beauty in the day and age that you and I live in is, and you mentioned his name already, guys like Seth Godin have mm -hmm. allowed us to take things that seem very sensible, yep. very logical very even static yep this is the way we do this right yep. this is why we do it yep and because you are able to use those foundations and turn it into something mm -hmm. it actually is art yep right it's actually a creative process that's right I'm being creative in the structure which is who we are right mm -hmm. we're a four-week strategy to share the gospel with students mm -hmm. yep we're student-led adult coach like there's all these static things that we are non-negotiables yeah there we call them our distinctives yep. right yep. and yet in the midst of those we see this beautiful creative process which is the gospel yeah come out of students and then students lives are transformed which is art yep and people's lives are turned upside down which is art. right you can just right. very quickly go down that line so yep. it's it's really interesting that we live in a day and age where you go 40 years ago 30 years ago that wouldn't you wouldn't get there right, That's right. but That's right. right now in the technological there has to be foundations there has to be distinctives so that you can be creative world it yeah. really empowers a lot of people That's right which is what I feel like about this CI processes right it's meant it, knowing thyself is meant for empowerment that's right that's right it's meant to 
help us put you in the right seat to, so that you can be the most successful in your life and in the ministry that you are being called to. Yeah. That's the whole reason why we're doing it. So yeah. I, I'll land the plane in this conversation by saying this. We, we talked briefly or mentioned spiritual gifts. That's a little bit of a different conversation than a personality test. You know, the gifts of the spirit that, that you have, those, those are there. You have your personality profiles, the introvert, extrovert, all these things that we just talked about. Yep. And then you also have life experience. And so you get into psychology, you talk about the first 17 years of your life, shape you, who you are. You spend the first 20 years of your life doing what you do and the next 20 years of your life trying to undo what you did yep. kind of thing, right? Yep. And so those life experiences shape who you are and that personality. The Enneagram gets into that a lot to say, hey, I am a loyalist because of what happened to me the first 17 years of my life. And that's how I responded to what happened to me the first 17 years of my life. But because I'm aware of that doesn't mean I need to stay there anymore. Yep. And I can react differently because I know why I react loyally. Most of the time I don't want to not react loyally. I like that. So that's okay. And I can be okay with being there. Yep. But our experiences shape us. So there is a, a gamut of things. This is just one piece of that that we utilize when we're trying to put people into either staff or volunteer positions with first priority. It's good. It is good. And you already said this, but just to reiterate it, if you have not done the CI, if yes. you are um, a current staffer, current coordinator, you're inside the first party world and you mm -hmm. need to, Christina with a K at fpofamerica.com is a great place to start that process. And we would highly encourage you to go through it. That's right. That's right. And we welcome you to go through it. We want people to know this, have that awareness. And so you can reach, take the hope of Christ to every student, reach as many as possible. And this is a tool that we're using to try to get there. I like it. I do too. Well, thanks, Steve. Yeah, Brad, another good discussion. It is. Thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. As always, if you can give us a five-star review, uh, share it with those in your network that can benefit from it and continue to listen on. Uh, it is always encouraging to hear people at our training say, hey, yeah, I listen to the, the show every week and thanks for doing it. So it's always an encouragement to us to continue on, to not get discouraged and to get sick of each other. It's good work, Brad. Great. Well, until next week. See you.